0: to the tip-off from The Sportsman. This week we don our green jackets and whip out our nine irons as we go US Masters crazy with our betting preview for Augusta. Steve Chambers joins us with his lay of the weekend and we offer up our perfect 10 predictions. Hello I'm your host Chris Knight and I'm joined by my co-host once again Sean Raymond.
1: Hello Sean. Hi Chris this is one of the most exciting weeks of the year. Um, and I can't wait to get stuck into the golf. It's fantastic isn't it, it's always uh, it's always a good betting heat the US Masters,
0: it's, uh, it's the only golf major that's played at the same course every year obviously at Augusta in Georgia and uh, which obviously offers plenty of hints and tips as to how people have gone before and there's plenty of nuances with the course and that and uh, I think if we uh, break up this week's preview of the masters we'll if we start with a bit of tiger woods chat we'll run the rule over the top six in the betting we'll have a look at a couple of past champions and offer up our our best bets for the week ahead
1: oh yeah i can't wait and to be honest once before we start i would love to have a go at the par three tournament (laughs) (laughs) that's the dream that's the dream Yes, yeah, doing all
0: the yeah, just the preamble, yeah,
1: bit of of par three on Wednesday, then Tiger Woods around for four days.
0: Yes, and uh, Tiger Woods, I imagine a few years ago that uh, we were probably considering only seeing him at the par three tournament. To be honest, we it looked like we had it looked like game over, didn't it? But uh, at this this Easter time, he has risen (laughs) and uh, he has looked rather good this year. Um, Twelve months ago, I I think. We probably all all have written him off as, uh, obviously, one of the greats, if not the greatest golfer of all time to come back this year. And he's um he's not only playing golf, but he's contending as well. And uh, he returns. He's a 14-1 to 1 shot. Could you
1: could you have any of that, Price? No. I wouldn't, I, I, first of all, it's fantastic to have him back, isn't it? I mean, yeah. like you say, I think this time last year, we were worried we were ever going to see him play again. So to have him back in the tournament and playing well... It's exciting, it gets the attention up, it gets the ratings up. Just give there's something extra, isn't there, about Tiger was major. We've been lucky enough to grow up watching it every shot of his career and it's great to have him back. But at fourteen to one I think that's brave. I mean, he was he was at single figure prices, I think, a couple of weeks back. He so was, he's, yeah. he's he's more tempting at this price. But for someone that hasn't won a tournament for so many years, yeah, well, it's hard. I mean, he's won at Augusta four times, although it's 13 years
0: since he, since he last won there, which is remarkable. And his last major success came at the US Open in 2008. Oh, so we, we're years. getting on to 10 years and yet he's 14 to 1.
1: I mean, his record is amazing. I mean, let's be honest. He's had, he's had, he has had nine top tens on his last 13 appearances at Augusta. So even, you know, without winning over that a lot of those years, he wasn't winning majors. He's still been performing well at Augusta, so he, he clearly loves the place, which goes without saying. His game suits it, and he's coming to this year in 2018 He's played three events, hasn't he? Uh, a twelfth, tied for second, and a tie for fifth in his, sorry, in his last three events. Yes, so we, know, yeah. we do know he's in form. It's just whether or not he can string four rounds together without without a dodgy period, and that's the big ask. Isn't it's, it? it's a big ask, and I think a lot of it will come down to to how he puts during the, during the
0: course of the four days. Um, it is a massive ask. It's great to see him back. I think at the prices, you'd want 30 to 1, maybe maybe a t- touch bigger than that for someone someone who hasn't won for so long. That's not to say you can't win it. But what is fantastic for this week, we've got Woods coming up against... Well, He's part of a, a top six in the betting market that you could put a, a small blanket over. They're, they're all 14 to 1 or shorter. So if we start with Jordan Spieth, now he's... Um, propelled to, towards the head of the, the betting market. He's 11-1 to one off the back of... Uh, he tied for third at, in Houston on Sunday. He's got an excellent record at Augusta.
1: Absolutely, yeah. In four appearances at the Masters, tied for second, first... Tied for second and then tied for eleventh. Now the last time we saw him in Augusta was that 75, yeah. 75 in the fourth round last year. When he looked he looked in pole position, did he? he was in form, he, we know we ever it's just assumed that he was gonna win another green jacket. So that's a slight worry. And it comes obviously off the back of his
0: meltdown in two thousand and sixteen infamously as well, when he looked absolutely like you say, again, nailed on to, to win the green jacket. And um, yeah, yeah, of the of the leading contenders, obviously his short game is probably the best best equipped. Um, Eleven to one, a bit skinny, but I do I do think he's in for a, a very good week. But a lot will come down to how he plays when the pressure's on, and he's obviously won an Open Championship since yeah. since uh, the last Masters, which I think will have been massive for him because just because of those that meltdown at the Masters as they call it.
1: Well, I, I can't see him out of the frame. Uh, in a horse racing terms. we can't see him out of the frame at all although he's formed before Houston when he was tied for third you know not, not up to his standard no, patchy I think
0: I you think would describe it as very good by most people's yeah. standards but by his exceptional patchy. standards yes patchy uh, another player who's in, endured a meltdown at Augusta and it shown a bit of patchy form Rory McElroy, McElroy even uh, currently 11 to 1 uh, top ten for the last four years at the Masters, and this is the elusive uh, major. He he continues to hunt as he he looks for that career Grand Slam.
1: Yeah, he clearly wants this, doesn't he? I mean, we've watching Rory McIlroy at Augusta has been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it, to to say the least? And but yeah. why I will say he goes into this one informed, didn't he? Won the Arnold Palmer recently, so had a tournament in the bag. And I saw him talking on the TV that he's played more tournaments this year than he ever has done prior to going into the Masters. And he yeah. says he's saying that that's a bonus that he feels more comfortable with his game. Um, yeah, and we've all had a meltdown on a on a golf course. <laughs> I, I have a meltdown most times I play to be honest. I remember so that. I can had understand. It. It. I had a
0: meltdown it's on a virtual golf course which, <laughs> yeah. was, which was a new low and we had a, a yeah. Christmas do a few. Years yeah. Ago, so. we'll, we'll never forget it. We'll never no, forget no. the
1: paddy as your club through a <laughs> But yeah, so we can we can sympathise on a human level. Surely he's going to win it one year. His game is perfectly suited to
0: Augusta. I think before that Bay Hill victory uh, that you mentioned three weeks ago, I, I wasn't particularly interested in him. And it's a case of whether is that victory a sign of him coming into form or is it a flash in the pan to go with what has been quite much like Speeth quite inconsistent form and yeah. by by his own very exceptionally high standards one man who has been in superb form is Justin Thomas who can be back to 11 to 1 as well uh, he leads the FedEx Cup points uh, chart currently the US PGA Championship winner um, and his form since winning uh, the US PGA uh, last August September time, uh, four wins and five top tens in his last fifteen starts. Yeah.
1: Smoking Brilliant. hot form. Uh, the the one negative against Justin Thomas is his record at the Masters still hugely inexperienced. Yeah he's only had two appearances in in Georgia tied for 39th tied for 22nd now you could say that's solid for Pro- someone in their first two starts potentially progressive exactly progressive it, form going yeah. the right way I suppose. Um, but, but you but, you know compared to these other top 6 we're talking about his his experience level there is low yeah so that's a slight worry um and like you say his last four starts you know immediate form tied for ninth first second and fourth so the forms there we know he's good enough um but yeah, it's an interesting one. Well, I, I just worry slightly on just. Yeah. The, I mean, we've seen it with Tiger Woods down the years winning on debut, but in general, in general, you 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 need to know the course a little bit better. So yeah. I, he'd one, I'd probably steer away from. Having said that, you know, he's clearly got the talent to perform.
0: Absolutely. On. Dustin Johnson also part of this this big six that we that we mentioned. He can be back to twelve to one. Uh, world number one, obviously, he came sixth in two thousand and fifteen, fourth in two thousand and sixteen, but he missed last year when he was. Uh, well, he's a hot favourite, yeah. wasn't he? He won three tournaments ahead of Augusta. Looked absolutely superb. Very much the man to be, and then uh, injury ruled him out.
1: Well, I remember this time last year, we'd already given him the green jacket. His I think mom, had, I, I imagine he was about six. He was, was, he was very about half short. the half the price, I would yeah, say. Since then, I mean, it, it, I saw he, he's been out of the spotlight a little bit for almost a year, it seems. And, yeah. You know, in relative term. but he's still the world number one. Yeah. Um, like he, he clearly suits Augusta. Those two performances, he clearly enjoys playing there is 2017 in the majors after Augusta were poor by his standards as he yeah. came back from an injury and he is going under the radar he is he's, he's relatively
0: lightly raced to, mm. to use a, a horse racing term he won at the start of the year mm. and he's someone who's um, potentially sneaking under the radar I think and it's it sounds silly to say, but for he's obviously in the leading six in the betting market. But Justin Rose, he's someone as well who I who I really like, who can be backed at sixteen to one currently. Never missed a cut at Augusta. Runner up twice in the last three years, including that valiant effort uh, losing out to Sergio Garcia in an absolute thriller last year. And he obviously endured a bit of a lull in form. Um, off the back of that defeat at Augusta. But he's been absolutely superb since. And for my money, only Justin Thomas uh, comes close to matching his form since the US PGA Championship. In his last 16 starts, Rose has got three wins and 10 top tens, including five top fives. And I think, on the basis of course form and current form, 16 to 1 is um, a very tempting price. Yeah,
1: no, I think he deserves his place in that top six. As you say, his form certainly warrants that I mean he clearly enjoys Augusta like you say never missed the cut went toe to toe didn't he with Sergio last year one of the great duels two of my favorite players going head to head down the back nine which was fantastic he's obviously a US Open champion so he's been there before I've actually been waiting, waiting for him to just add another one or two his game warrants another one or two doesn't it but obviously the competition is that much higher these days yeah I mean He's, he's not won in 2018, but he has had three top 10 finishes so far this season. And like you yeah. said, his good run of form stretches even further than that. Yeah, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, if, if he's uh, in the mix. My slight worry with him is he might have just missed his best chance last year again. Yeah. With the competition so much deeper this time. Yeah, it feels that point. way anyway, with Tiger Woods back and Rory McIlroy back playing well. That'd be my slight worry, but I, I mean, he's one of the most popular players on tour. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Rosie win it, as they yeah. say. So yeah, no, for,
0: for those who don't fancy him as uh, an outright tournament winner, a market that does interest me is first round leader. Uh, you can back him at 20 to one. There's each way terms on that for six places, depending on your which bookmaker you go with. His first round scoring average at Augusta is 70.75, which is actually very good. He's been in the top five at the end of the first day in six of his twelve appearances and has led in three of those. Like it. And, oh, so, yeah. and his first round average on the on the PGA tour this year is uh, sixty nine.
1: So you might so, be might be ten. If you like Justin Rose, you might be perhaps a little bit more sensible going down that route rather yeah. than the outright route. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly wouldn't be surprising. And also we should say that all the leaderboards will be on the sportsman.com yeah, yeah. Follow along Thursday night wherever you are
0: yeah indeed and um there's there's plenty of past champions in the field as well so if we take a look at a few of those and a couple really catch the eye uh phil mickelson and Bubba watson they've won five masters titles between them and they have been rejuvenated much like uh, tiger woods this year um Mickelson three three Masters wins nine times on the podium. He won in Mexico recently. which was his first victory since the uh, the two thousand and thirteen Open Championship. He's got five top tens already this season, and he's uh, he's available at twenty to one.
1: Never write off Mickelson. I mean, no. he's obviously age is a factor. You know, not too many people uh, players win Grand Slam at his age now, but the talent still is still there. That tournament win. We know he plays Augusta well. Um, you wouldn't be remotely surprised if he no. had a good week. The only issue, of course, with him is consistency. Now he's more than capable of having a, a ridiculous week and winning, but equally he's having a lot of downtime at the moment. So yeah, yeah it's a difficult one. To, once again, it's that consistency. You know, yeah. it, it was the 18-20 to one. Yeah, it, you've got to be brave, I think, to back him at that price yeah. at the moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bubba Watson, winner in 2012 and 2014. He'd gone two years without uh, without a victory. And he's won two two already
1: this year. Well, he's he's the man at Augusta, isn't he? You mm. get the feeling that he's not he's not going to win another major other than Augusta. Yeah. He clearly he, he hates going to the Open Championship. I'm surprised he's got a passport, but he's clear. I mean, he's just perfectly suited, isn't he? Popular at Augusta, confident. He he's clearly confident this time of year. Longest hitter, one of the longest hitters in the field. Like a bit like Dustin Johnson, yeah. really. They've got the power, haven't they? So if he has an on week with the driver. And he's going to be hitting lots
0: of burlies and even a few Eagles on the way around. I think Adam Scott looks like he could offer a bit of each-way value at 66-1. to Uh, The winner at Augusta in 2013, top 20 in six of his last eight visits. He had a a tough year last year, but still tied ninth in this tournament. I think he'll take great heart from seeing the likes of uh, Bubba Bubba Watson and Phil Mickelson getting back in the winner's enclosure. And he's got a couple of top 16 efforts to show from uh, his outings this year and uh, I, I do think the australian might be one who at a longer price who could offer a bit of uh it could be a bit of each way value now it's obviously sergio garcia was the the winner last year he's 33 to 1 for his defending champion uh, for the, you can get 33 to 1 for the defending champion sorry um now obviously he got his uh maiden major title 12 months ago and there's there's plenty of players looking to to follow in his footsteps we've got Several, what we'd probably term as major winners in waiting uh, Ricky Fowler, 25 to 1, John Rahm, 22 to 1, the Spaniard, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, 35 to 1, and now that that looks like quite a big price to me. So.
1: Yeah, he was interesting because he's another one that a year, 18 months ago was going into these events half that price. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if he can recapture his, obviously his form is not as high as it used to be, no. but if he can recapture that magic, the talent's there.
0: Fifth, seventh, and eleventh in his last
1: three exactly. uh, appearances, Augusta as well. Yeah, no, very um, interesting.
0: And in that bracket as well, Paul Casey, excellent Masters record, good form.
1: Yeah, no, he's one I like a lot. Um, he, He's an interesting player. He had that sort of the first part of his career where he was a dominant force for the Ryder Cup team into the top 10 of the world rankings. It looked like he was only a matter of time before he'd win a major. Then he had the monumental slump like players seem to do during mm-hmm. the middle of their career. But the last three or four years, he's back, isn't he? He's re-available now for the European Ryder Cup team. So that might have energised him with the with the big matches in September coming up. And he's got a good record in Augusta, tied for sixth, uh, tied for fourth and sixth on his last three Masters tournaments. So, clearly loves the place. He, he has the longest streak on the PGA Tour for not missing a cut.
0: I mean, his consistency levels have been... 29 just, tournaments. Which is ridiculous. And it was so good to see him win a tournament. Um, exactly. I think it was the first time in nine years he finally won a PGA on the PGA Which Tour Which was the Valspar. The second, yeah. yeah.
1: And I mean, this in 2018 so far, six tournaments... Five top 20 finishes, including that tournament, as you say, in the Valspar. Yeah. He's pretty solid all round. He drives long. He drives pretty long. He's accurate off the tee. He's 40th on the PGA Tour in accuracy off the tee, which is, you know, solid enough. Not, you know, perhaps you would like it a little bit higher. And he's gone 101 greens with that three putt. Nice. That's a stat. That- and he clearly enjoys the course and, he, um, and he's confident he's confident he's happy um, and, and I actually think that each way you can get around about 22 25 to 1 one or two firms of firms where even playing 10 places each way yeah so if you can get around about 22 25 to 1 with Paul Casey interesting and I'd also be interested He'll be in, right in there. Yeah. a bit like Justin Rose with that first round leader market I yeah. know that Casey tends to get off to a good start and then hopefully be consistent so he's got, got the game yeah he's interesting
0: a few other each way bets that uh, that took my fancy uh, having uh, perused the uh, betting market. Matt Kuchar uh, hasn't missed a cut in his last eight visits to Augusta. Four top eight finishes in that time, including his tie for fourth last year. And he had uh, actually had an excellent record in the major tournaments last year. He was top 16 in all four, uh, runner-up at the Open Championship at Royal Birkdale. And the world number 20 comes into this in, in good form off the back of a top 10 in Houston last week. Uh, the 39-year-old can be back to it 55 to 1. And again, I think, that's not a bad each way price
1: well, i'm surprised he's actually ranked as high as that still yeah I which think goes to show his consistency It show's how consistent.
0: i'm not sure he's got a major win in him against and um he's got, i'm not sure he's got a major win in him against this depth of field but i think he's probably got a top six yeah. or a top 10 finish as you mentioned a few book be- bookmakers are going that big and another one that i really like is ryan moore 125 to one um Four top 15 finishes at Augusta. Tied ninth last year. Again, this comes into that depending which firm you go with. And he tied fifth at the Arnold Palmer Invitational last time out. Now, Coral are playing are paying 10, 10 places on this and you can get 70 to 1. Um, elsewhere, you can get 125 to 1, as I say. So, um, well worth having a look. Um, and just a little stat as well. The last two winners of the Dubai Desert Classic have gone on to win that season's US Masters. So, Danny Willett, in 2016 one in Dubai and then one Augusta same with Sergio Garcia last year so for those who fancy following that trend Li Hao Tong the uh, the Chinese player on his Masters debut 275 to 1 this wow. week just for, the, for those who maybe fancy yeah, be, a long shot for glory for yeah, one yeah, other man do, yeah. we should
1: mention that's hitting the headlines as he always manages to oh manage yes to yeah and that's our Poults. good friend, Poults. Yeah. Ian Poulter. Now, we should just talk about him. He's in the headlines. He thought he'd qualify. He was just hovering around that outside the top 50 in the world, which you have to be in. He thought he'd qualify during the world match play uh, the week before last. Yes, that's right. Only yeah. to be told 10 minutes before he teed off for his final that he hadn't qualified. He probably went out and lost 8-7, and seven, one of the biggest defeats of his career. Which is, you know, that would have, that would have been a big knock for him. So in <laughs> other words, he had to go to Houston, which he didn't want to do, and he had to win the tournament to qualify. And what did he do? Turned up, won the tournament. He made an amazing putt on the 18th green to force the playoff. Then managed to hold his nerve during the playoff itself to win the tournament. So he's in the headlines, and I'm sure plenty of people will want to be backing him. Um, he's had three top tens at Augusta since 2010, including a tie for sixth in 2015. So you know, you'd be the thing about Paul I don't think he's going to be long enough off the tee. And and once again in this field he's proven time and time again that he probably comes up a little bit short. I think it's a big ask in this day and age as well for
0: particularly someone of his age to go back to back. Exactly, um, hard in, to win two yeah. yeah,
1: but his Masters record is actually better than yeah. I thought it'd be. When I when I sat down to do a little bit of research earlier, I was expecting that he'd be uh, struggle struggle around Augusta, but no, he's interesting. I'm sure yeah. one or two will be interested in. I mean, you can get sixty six seventy to one, about fair I'd say yeah, given yeah. given his form. Be interested to see if he can put another run together. I mean, if you want a crazy one, I'm going to give you a crazy one outside price. Two words for you. Webb Simpson. <laughs> okay. Now, Webb, it, it's not really a first name. Let's, let's not go bogged down on the fact that it's a silly first name. <laughs> I'm going to put my money on in Webb Simpson. A, a couple of quid each way, around about 150 to 1. Okay. Now, he's the 2012 US Open champion. So the talent was there at that stage, before your Spieths and your Justin Thomases and your Dustin Johnsons almost appeared. He was part of that breed that they expected to kick on. Keegan Bradley, etc. He didn't. He went through a major slump. he have hardly seen him, have we, for no, a couple of years now. Say, yeah. But he has got two decent top 30 finishes at Augusta in 2016 and 2015. So even when his form was struggling, he still managed to put up decent shows uh, in the first major of the year. And then in 2018 so far, he's tied for fourth in the Sony Open. Tied for fifth in the Honda Classic. Tied for eighth in the Valspar, which is what a uh, tournament we've already talked about. He's not particularly long off the tee, but he does putt well. So far on the, on the tour this year in America, he's averaging 28.28 putts per round, which is 20th on, in, in, in the PGA Tour, and you need to putt well at Augusta. Yeah. So the confidence seems to be coming back a little bit. He's a former major champion. He's, had, he's done okay at the Masters before. And now 150 to 1 each way, as we keep saying, if you can get better, eight, yeah. 8 or 10 places each way, yeah definitely a couple of euros
0: each so, way so in conclusion your best bets for the week
1: I'm going to have a couple of quid each way on Webb Simpson and my main bet also each way is Paul Casey if you're going to pin me down on one of the top six which I, which we assume probably that's where the winner's going to come yes. from yep. I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy
0: okay touche I'm going to go for Rose then for mine uh, and obviously in the first round leader bracket then have a bit of a, an each way play with Adam Scott Matt Kuchar and Ryan Moore and maybe have a couple of quid on uh, pong as well
1: we've got to surely we've got, we're have got. we going to win some money there aren't we I'd, I'd be disappointed if we didn't but I'm going to be sat down Thursday night four days in front of the TV and then hopefully if, if everyone listens to this podcast and reviews it I have a funny feeling the sportsman might send us
0: <laughs> fingers crossed we, the dream in 12 months time <laughs>
1: we could be there at the par 3 tournament That's recording fantastic. our podcast
0: right thanks very much for that Sean we're going to move on to the world of football and give uh, Steve Chambers a call for his lay of the weekend
1: Steve thanks for joining us. Hi Sean. Now you're back to form and you had a big winner in League 2 last weekend.
2: Yes it's, it was a successful lay last week having laid Mansfield at home to Accrington who continue their flying form at the top of uh, League 2 and they won 1-0 so it was uh, a winning week last week and we shall have another pot this week.
1: Yeah a much needed success and, and, and I understand that you're going to be looking into the championship this time around.
2: Yes, the the division that everyone seems to avoid and says it's a tough division, but I'm thinking uh, Norwich are home to Aston Villa at the weekend, and Norwich have been in shocking form of late, and they lost 4-1 to Queen's Park Rangers in their last game, and they've only won one in ten. And they're home to Villa, and they're 6-4 Norwich at the moment, and I think that's certainly a price delay because... uh, Villa, yeah, they've they've hit a bit of a, a stutter, haven't they, in uh, the Championship at the moment. But they are a quality outfit, have, and they beat Norwich 4-2 earlier in the season. And with Norwich not having kept a clean sheet in six games, I think it could be the game for Villa to uh, get back on the uh, goal-scoring thread and put pick up some must-needed uh, points. And yes, you could argue that they haven't got a lot to play for because you think that Cardiff are probably out of it, along with Wolves at the top. And it's hard to see him drop out of the top six. But in Norwich, they look like they're a team not playing for much, 14th in the division at the moment. Not going to go down, not going to get the playoffs. And it could be the uh, the players could be on the beach come the uh, the last few games of the season. So I think Villa will get a result on Saturday.
1: OK, so we're taking the Villa to down the Canaries.
2: Yes, indeed.
1: OK, and we'll see if we can make it two in a row. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Steve. Cheers, you. Welcome back, and uh, a special
0: thanks to Steve for that lay of the weekend, because as an Aston Villa fan, we need all the three all the, all the three points we can get, I was going to say all the wins we can get. Although, given Steve's form of late, I'm not sure you've had more hindrance I reckon there. he's on, on the way back up after that win last weekend. And, Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, to be honest, for Villa, I think it's uh,
1: playoffs at best now, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting, and... Uh we'll see if you can if you can make it two in a row on to on brighter things the perfect 10 my favorite part of every single week if you head over to the sportsman.com forward slash
0: games uh, you can find the perfect 10 there it's a weekly game uh it's free to play there's 10 fixtures there all you have to do is predict home win away win or draw and you could be in with a chance of winning ten thousand pounds which one person already has done in the past few weeks and uh, we're gonna offer up a few stats and our opinions for for where you should be looking this week.
1: Well, it, yeah, we did that last week, and how did it go? We got six in total. All oh, right. Three each. It's and it's much harder than I it thought. Might, it might it might also be that we got a couple of the same ones, so really, we each got three. So. <laughs> the, well, this there's no excuse not to give this a go, but oh, no. it is it can be tougher than it looks. It's so.
0: tricky. There's no doubt about that, but it's uh, I mean it's free to play, and all you've got to do is. Click ten times and, well, well, and find well, those
1: results. Well, even if you don't win the ten, you can get your mates involved and try and beat them. So yes, if you get more yeah. than them, that's the other angle to this. Yeah. So yeah, get involved. It's good fun. I'm, and there's, I'm, there's constant, I'm
0: constantly striving to beat you. And uh, this week we start with Bournemouth against Crystal Palace. Yeah, this in is interesting, isn't
1: it? Yeah, Bournemouth's safe already, so Hup, you know might have their flip-flops on, which is interesting. Palace have been playing well, but not picking up points. They're not great away from home either. I can see this being a draw.
0: Yeah, Bournemouth. I'm very much of the opinion that you should be laying Bournemouth in this game. I I think Palace are either going to win, obviously, Palace win or draw this. Um, Bournemouth only won one of their five against Palace, lost 2 0 at home last season. Wilfred Zaha effect. Wilf. Wilf. Hashtag Wilf. Big Willy, as I like to call him. (laughs) Bournemouth have kept one clean sheet since the 25th of November. So Mm -hmm. if uh, Christian Benteke is going to end his horrible goal scoring drought
1: anywhere, he's never going to end it. That's never going to end that goal. You heard it here first Crystal Palace win, I'm going. Watford against Burnley. Uh, interesting as well. Watford without a win in three, but they're okay at home. Burnley have the second best away defence in the Premier mm. League. They've only conceded 15 goals, which is a remark. I mean, that is a remarkable, remarkable stat. Sean Dyche and the players at Burnley well, they've got a the, massive pound on the back, and I can see Burnley nicking this one. You, th- you
0: think their fine efforts last year were based on their, their fine home record yeah. at Turf Moor? Exactly. And they, they've got the sixth best away record in the Premier League this season, and I'm going for a Burnley win.
1: And it's just amazing. That, is, in all seriousness, though, only conceded 15 away goals is yeah. remarkable. Sean Dyche, for me, I know Pep Guardiola is going to win Manager mm. of the Year, but Sean Dyche, without doubt, is a second. Yeah. Without question in my mind.
0: Uh, West Brom against Swansea. Yeah,
1: no pards gone. Pardiola's gone. After, after eight defeats in a row. Yeah, I mean, it, it may help West Brom that he's gone. The the Baggies have the worst home record in the Premier League. Swansea have only won two matches away from the Liberty. This has everything. This has all the makings of an absolute shocker draw. I've gone for
0: a draw here as well. Um, I think now Pardew's gone, as you say, I think things might get a little better, although not better not get any worse not well enough that they survive uh, into the championship Millwall against Bristol City this is a really interesting game
1: this is a humdinger yeah. the winner of this is puts himself right in the mix for the playoffs the loser could have another season in the championship massive game Millwall unbeaten in 10 matches and they're pretty decent at home they're the team going up Bristol City are just oh. uh, treading water at best at the moment so it's, this has got a Millwall women all over it well, well Bristol
0: City didn't have a, a shot on target in their 1-0 loss at home to Brentford um, earlier this week. Uh, they've not won away since the 8th of December. And as you say, they're coming up against a Millwall side that haven't lost at home since the 4th of November. And I think it's going in very
1: different directions and I'm going for a home win for Millwall. Reading against Preston. Well, yeah, the wheels seem to be coming off for North End, don't they? Mm. It's just at the wrong time. They've lost three of their last four matches. They're coming up against a Reading team with a new manager, Paul Clement, who we know organises this team well. And what did he do on his first match? So, that's at the time of recording. I I can see uh, Reading nicking this one. They're just going to have a new bounce. They've got more to play for. And I just think Preston are going the wrong way.
0: I think I say this every week, but Preston, a.k.a. the draw specialists, at league high, 15 draws this season. I'll go for a draw. League 1, Wimbledon against Scunthorpe.
1: Yeah, Wimbledon are going going the wrong way at the moment. They are
0: flirting with relegation, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and they're the third lowest scorers in League 1. and I don't like getting them back in any teams that score so few goals. Um, so, but having said that, Scunthorpe are without a win in nine.
0: Yeah. So they've,
1: they've and they've drawn six of those. Which exactly. Is, which
0: is why I'm back in a draw. And, yeah. and me too. Okay.
1: You can't back a team that doesn't score, but Scunthorpe are hard to fancy as well. Bristol Rovers against Charlton. Yeah, this is interesting. Charlton, similar. Charlton have hitting their straps just at the right moment here, aren't they? They're in great form. They've not conceded in three matches. They have the momentum. And although Bristol Rovers are a solid mid-table team. I just think Charlton are the team that got more to play for and I think they're gonna win this game.
0: Yeah, Charlton have won three in a row, but Rovers are good at home, so I'm gonna go for the draw. Gillingham against Doncaster.
1: Yeah, well Gillingham have the worst home record in the division. They've only lost five, but they've only won four games, and Doncaster are improving steadily. Yeah. And they just have the look of a solidish team. They've won two, their last two solidish. Solidish. Okay.
0: <laughs> I learned that in journalism school. I like I like how you clarified
1: that. So not quite solid. They've just they've consolidated their position into the lower mid half. Like a um, like a jelly. Yeah, a little bit firming quite, up. Quite quite solid,
0: but, but not, a little bit wobbly. Yeah, a little bit wobbly still. Jelly, yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm going to go with Doncaster to nick this one against a Gillingham team that are just uh, shocking at home. I'll go with you. I'm backing Doncaster here as well. Oxford against Oldham. Yeah, no team has conceded more away goals than Oldham in League One. They've conceded 38 goals away from home. Um, and uh, uh, that's enough. Uh, their form's not great either in general. I think that's enough for me to back Oxford to win this match.
0: Uh, I'm backing Oxford as well. I've got no notes on it, but uh, home form always wh- wins out. Yeah. Plymouth against Peterborough. Yeah. I'm Dinger this one. One I'm point Dinger. separating these two teams. Yeah. Peterborough in fifth. Plymouth if they win this, leapfrog.
1: There's nothing in. I mean, in all seriousness, the, the playoff race in League One. Yeah. One point separating fifth and ninth place. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Scunthorpe are one of the teams going the wrong way. Yeah, one point separating them, um, so I'm just going to go with the draw. I'm, I'm back in Plymouth here. They're excellent at home. Uh, I think we mentioned the other day, always a, a tricky
0: place to, to travel to, isn't it, Plymouth? It's tough this, to get there uh, in your car. And yeah. then like, to get out and
1: play 90 minutes <laughs> yep. the
0: after it. Absolutely. So. so I think a Plymouth win. A tiebreaker, how many goals in those 10 games? There was 31 in
1: last week. That's that high.
0: Yeah, very high.
1: That spooked me a little bit. I've honest. gone for
0: 26 this week, just I, over 2.5 i per game. Wow, well,
1: yeah. That's I've what could, I'm thinking. I think goals. I, I think twenty nine. Okay. Okay. And um, if there's one match I would not like to be at, yeah. Which match would you throw your ticket away? It's quite simple. If you're oh. anywhere near the Hawthorns on Saturday. <laughs> I think we said that a
0: lot this <laughs> if season. you are anywhere near, and if you're a
1: fan of West Brom, you know
0: this. Okay. And if you could be anywhere in these games, I mean, Bournemouth, nice sunny day
1: out. Millwall against Bristol City, massive game.
0: Plymouth against Peterborough, long trip, but could be worth it for a good game. Where where would you be going?
1: I think I'd be at Millwall Bristol City, yeah. but but bearing in mind there's a heavy police presence probably for that game. I, I wouldn't take my I wouldn't take my three year old there. No. I'd take the lads. Just in case. <laughs> Sean Raven and the lads. Yeah. No, but in wow. terms of importance
0: The Den must
1: <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't need to watch out. Yeah, no, I would <laughs> So yeah, avoid West Brom. Yeah. avoid it like the play do a par, do yep. pardew and leave
0: yeah in all seriousness Millwall have been playing some good stuff yes. there and it's uh, that promises to be a really good game could be a, a season defining one uh, for, for the two teams and as, as you well. say
1: Plymouth-Peterborough equally important how do you be stuff.
0: settled excellent excellent if you uh, visit thesportsman.com this weekend you can find all the latest scores football news us masters updates as well of course don't forget to follow the sportsman on twitter at the sportsman and you can follow sean at at sean raymond s-e-a-n and you can follow me at c night sport and don't forget to uh, rate review and subscribe uh, to us on itunes and soundcloud and uh, we'll see how our us masters tips go over the weekend and uh, please do enjoy the golf take care